test 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 it is another week in the books i am spike lou appreciate you tapping in as you can probably hear no more again this week i told y'all i was gonna have a special guest so guess what y'all are the special guests gathered up some questions we're gonna do a mailbag episode gonna get to answer some questions that people have about the show another week's in the book in general spike lou whatever it may be we gonna get some answers and some questions and have fun in this thing make sure that we keep it rolling for you since we didn't have an episode for you last week Y'all know Big Jeff. I got the IG live on. Big Jeff said I can't cut that reel as back as off like that. I know, man. I, I ain't want to get brought down for copyright infringement. I don't know what Snowman had going on. I got the IG live of this going. So that's who I'm talking to. Maybe we'll get some mailbag questions in from the IG live as well. As I mentioned, man, Mo won't be joining me this week for another week in the books it's that time of the year, you know, people traveling for the holidays, schedules start conflicting. No worries, though. No worries. No problems. Mo will be back, I believe, if not next week, because next week is my like my birthday week. So I'm not sure how we're going to get the recording done, but we don't want to leave y'all three weeks in a row without an episode. So maybe we'll drop early maybe i can get mo in here we'll record early but i know for sure after that we'll be back so this friday you'll have it next friday which is the 26th it'll be my birthday so i'm gonna drop at least on my birthday we have something for you special then too uh what's up trend i see you again i got my ig live pulled up man get my um tyreek nasheed on jeff like what's up family you see me <laughs> that's an inside joke for big jeff no so what we're gonna do this week man since mo isn't joining us i got some mailbag questions from people who listen to the show got questions about just how everything is going hopefully this will be fun and i'm entertaining you enough to stick around for a couple of minutes for another week in the books this chapter is the mailbag usually we go with a theme the theme this week is the questions man and the first one First mailbag question. I feel like this is appropriate. The first thing to ask Lou, why did you get into podcasting? Hmm. I think we kind of went into this when um when A B was on here. Animal Brown, Chris, for those that you know that know us from way, way back. But we when we came to Atlanta, we were looking to get uh our name into entertainment spaces. <clears throat> so we figured the best way to do that. We were doing videography and shooting videos, things of that nature. People that are familiar with the YouTube days of the On Deck TV podcast probably know what we're referring to, like we used to do it locally. So we came here and kind of wanted to do the same thing, felt there were more opportunities here in Atlanta. And we came across Combat Jack interviewing Guru with Jay-Z. It's like a three-hour long format interview and... Um, that kind of sparked something in us we felt like that we could do that Chris and I and get people familiar with who we were what we were trying to do also share our perspectives we were real early on that whole you know people being brands and what people have turned their opinions into 
Shout out Joe Budden and all those popular people who've made their opinions, their lifestyles, you know, what people want to see. So that's what we had in mind when we got the podcast and started. From then, it's evolved, though, into uh, representation. I want to see more people like me in media, more people like me asking questions, more people with backgrounds like minds being able to produce content so I can see more stuff that I can relate to, more stuff that I can comment on. So what it's grown to now is just wanting to see more people like me in these spaces. So shout out to that first question. What, why did you get in the podcast? Next, shout out my guy, Big Jeff. Again, he got a question for me. He says, what movie would you turn into a series? Hmm. What movie would I turn into a series? Of course, this stems from the Snow School podcast. I do that during Snowfall on FX when it comes out, the official, unofficial podcast. We do that there. And shout out to my guys over at Frames Per Second through the Dead End Network. Nikki Doucet and Rod, Ken, Nay, Mike, all of the good people over at Dead End. I get to talk TV with them as well. And Jeff and I go back and forth all the time about <laughs> TV shows. And he like trash TV. I think Power may be Jeff's favorite show. But that's neither him nor <laughs> If I could turn a movie into a series, man, I like what they was doing with White Man Can't Jump. We talked about this on the uh, On Deck TV show. I would do a uh, White Man Can't Jump full part. I mean, a full series. I feel like today's times... It would be better as a series. You get to see that play out. Maybe add some more twists and turns in there. But I would do White Men Can't Jump, Big Joe. Next question. We got about 30 of these, too. So there's plenty of these to fill up the time for the podcast. And as I fill in stuff in between as well. Again, it's another week in the books. You can send your questions, comments, emails to awitb2022 at gmail.com. And I'll answer your stuff there. And this is just a collection of stuff that we got today as we've been potting doing this. We're about 20 episodes deep now in this endeavor that I started with my guy Mo, who's out this week. But on the usual, he's co-hosting here with me. So check it out. Every Friday, we drop another week in the books. And again, AWITB2022 at Gmail. You too can have your questions read for the next mailbag episode i spoke of the dead end guys earlier and question here says what is it like working with the dead end hip-hop guys it is fun um this year i've gotten to do a lot more podcasts and outside of the on deck tv show that chris and i animal brown and i do of course this show that mo and i do of course now adding sports to the repertoire and film tv critiques we talk those as well so it's 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 fun they keep my my swords sharp i really enjoy going there tuesdays talking sports wednesdays talking tv uh you can catch those on youtube find it there but i was really appreciative that they opened their platform and let me join those those guys are like family now and i continue to work with them man because that's that's really helped me grow as a potter always got to have something to say doing it as much as i do it now so good question 
Next question for the mailbag episode for another week in the books. It says, Lou, do you have a dream person that you would like to podcast? Did you would like to pod with? Who is your dream podcast partner? Oh, hmm, good question. I don't have a dream podcast partner. If I were to say, though, who I would. I would love to work with Bomani Jones. I listen to him every time he drop all week. Uh, I feel like that he's a very educated, articulate brother. So, and I always learn something when I listen to him. And the basis of what I do in this podcast, and I'm trying to learn from people, have good conversations. I feel like I could have a couple of good conversations with him. So, if I had a favorite person that did podcast or a dream person to do a podcast with it would be him or tax shout out to tax man free tax if he ever gets out not sure what the situation is there however um that would be a dope one as well that would definitely be a dope one another question it says i'm going through these man i want to make sure do you ever think about leaving Atlanta and going back to Nashville? No. <laughs> not, 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 actually, here lately, since I have gotten older, my birthday's coming up this week. Mom Dukes, though you can't tell, she's getting older as, as well, still looks young as ever, though. Sometimes I do miss the fam, miss being around the people when I go back to the city. Uh, Because I'm primarily, when I'm in Atlanta, I ain't around that many people just from, I mean, now I got a lot more people that I hang out with here. But of course, nothing is like home. Uh, And I kind of feel that more so now when I go back and the city that Nashville has grown into, it definitely is not the Nashville that was there uh, when I left. So with that being said, um, do I ever think about moving back? Not really. Nah. Would I rule it out ever? No, I wouldn't rule it out, but I don't I don't really think about moving back a lot. But the city is dope now. Much different city from when I was there and um moving here. And that's a good thing. Excuse me. Next it is, let's say, Spike Lou. Mo spoke to this earlier in an episode that you guys did, and I'd like to know more about it. It says, you have this, quote, no-nonsense persona, like you <laughs> like you were talking about in the episode where you said you don't like to dance. Where do you think you picked up on that no-nonsense persona, and do you think that you are uptight? Well... I'm not gonna read who I don't even know. It ain't even put a name on it. Do I think that I'm up? <laughs> do I think that I'm uptight? Um I don't. Though I may be wrong. I, and I guess it just depends on who I'm around as well. Like it, it, certain, you know, you're more comfortable around certain people, of course. But I'm not sure why I come off as like no nonsense. I'm really I'm with all the shits and jokes. I just guess I don't come off that way. Um, if I had to say where I picked that up from, 
probably my mom's husband that she's married to now. Not my dad, but her husband. He runs a couple of businesses and very successful person. And I'm able to see how he interacts with shit, his family, his staff, people that work for him and shit. And not to try and emulate it at all, but it is impressive how he's able <laughs> and the level of respect that he demands from like being, I won't say no nonsense, but just really, really straightforward, which is what I try to be. I don't like to bullshit a lot. So I, don't, I wouldn't really say it's no nonsense. I wouldn't really say it's uptight. I'm just not really with the bullshit. I like people that be that are and are straightforward. That was a good question, though. Maybe I'm, I need to think more about that one. And me and Mo can dig into that as we do on another week in the books. This is the mailbag episode, man. We got a lot of good questions coming in. Mo couldn't join me this week. So I said I'd have a special guest and what we're doing. And we got the IG Live open and cracking. Shout out my guy Sean Walsh, man, in there. Couple people tapped into the Walsh. I mean, excuse me, tapped into the IG live. So you can get a little bit of it on there too, as a matter of fact. And also, as I ended the live, because that was just a little bit of it. So you guys can get that live. Now you'll be able to get everything exclusively here from the pod. It kind of feels funny doing it on live, like people watching you, and I guess they are. So I guess I can be a little bit more comfortable now that the live cut off. That was a dope little 10 minutes, though. I know if I can do that. I don't really fuck with IG like it, man. I don't like it. It feels too intrapersonal. So anyway. All right. Back to the questions. Back in my bag now. I feel a little bit more comfortable since the IG live is off. And I don't feel like I'm talking in front of people no more. Uh, which is ironic. When you do podcasts and you don't really have to talk in front of people a lot. So it's more so talking to people, your friends, people that you know. So you're more comfortable doing it until like somebody's looking at you. And you do a live show or some shit like that. Then you feel like you got to entertain people like I just felt on live. So, so that's why I don't go live a lot. And we haven't revisited that live show since our 300th episode. But maybe we'll come and do something else live with this. But podcasting live and just recording, that's a totally different uh, animal. So. Shout out to the people that just tapped in on IG Live. But we'll keep this thing rolling. Next, it says from Mo. Mo had more personal questions than anybody I've got. Since he couldn't be here, he sent a couple in. And he says, what's the thing that you, excuse me, what's the thing that would surprise people that you're into? Um, Golf. I just got into golf this year. People seem fairly surprised at that. But I feel like once you get about my age doing different stuff to stay competitive, people understand that. So what's one thing? Golf, uh, Game of Thrones. People would be really surprised that I'm as into Game of Thrones as I am. And I just like the world building of it, like how in-depth they go and just the different storytelling parts of it. And true crime. I fuck with a good whodunit. Dateline, all the true crime podcasts, like I was telling Mo about the uh, serial podcast. I definitely stay in the true crime bag. I fucks with that a lot. So I, I feel like people will be surprised too if I told them that, that I'm into that. 
So, good question, Mo. I'm not reading that. Okay. Would you ever revisit, speaking of Game of Thrones, would you ever revisit Game of Thrones and do a podcast review about that series as black viewers, similar to what you guys did on frames per second with House of the Dragon? I'd be open to that. Absolutely. I watch Game of Thrones all the time. That's probably the most watched series behind The Sopranos for me. I've seen those more than anything. So yeah, I definitely would do that. Staying in the TV bag. Again, this is another week in the books. I am Spike Blue. Appreciate you guys tapping in and joining us doing the mailbag episode. Since Mo is out to make sure we keep hitting you over the head with content. Well, don't want you to lose faith in the feed. We're going to keep hitting you with stuff. It's just the holiday time and period. You guys know how that go. Next up, it says, shout out my guy Darnell. He wants to know top five cities that I visited in the U.S., I don't travel. This is gonna sound like a flex, I guess. I don't really travel travel domestically like that. Um, but if I did had to limit it to just domestic travel, I would say LA, of course. That's one of my favorite cities. The weather, the weed. Is that one hundred percent LA? Miami, weather food Miami always feel like you're just in another place it don't even feel like you're in the US uh LA Miami Dallas one because of the Cowboys Dallas kind of reminds me of Nashville like when you just get out you get around the people and you go to different places the malls and just like the size of town and shit it kind of reminds me of home so Dallas where else locally man New York I was late going to New York in life. I ain't go to New York, I think, until like the last three years, right before the pandemic started. I got to go holler at my guy, Money Green, up there. And I fuck with New York. We got to go through Harlem and shit, ride the subways. I felt the energy, stayed in Times Square. Pause. I'm feeling the energy. But yeah, New York would definitely be one. And the fifth one. Damn. I ain't even got it on number five. That's it for me. I don't have five. That's that. Those are the four. And I've never been to Houston or Vegas. I got. I'm, I'm putting those on my list. I just haven't had the time to get there. And the Bay. I want to go to the Bay. So Houston, Vegas, the Bay would be three places I'm going to visit this year. And probably be battling for that number five spot. And if you got any suggestions, let me know what I need to hit. What towns I need to go to, man. But those would be my four. I do not have five. Shout out to Donnell for that question. He also has a follow-up question. He says, your top five hood TV or movie villains or your top five hood classic movies? Huh. Do we give stand? I mean, standard answers here, right? Boys in the Hood, Menace of Society. Uh, if I'm doing villains... God the LL Cool J play don't get enough credit. He he shook it. Of course, Rico slash Alpo and paid in full. Um hmm. Snooping baby. <laughs> Snooping baby boy. Definitely. Definitely Snooping Baby Boy. And I think that's about it. 
those are the ones that I have for that. It ain't been no good hood movie in a long time anyway. That's one thing that we need to bring back. Hood movies, but it ain't been a good one in a while. Those are the ones that I can remember the villains that stand out to me. Nino Brown, of course, New Jack City. I'm going to see a New Jack City play here that's going to be in Atlanta. Actually, my birthday weekend. So I'll let you guys know how that is once I get to tap into that. All right, let's keep going through these questions, man. This is another week in the books. I am Spike Lug, mailbag episode. All right, it says. Hmm. We got some political stuff. All right, I do politics. Let's 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 do it. Let's let's hop into the poli- politics political bag. First one says, this is from Sam. Why what do you think about Trump running in 2024? What does that mean for the cases that he's currently facing? Why isn't he in jail? And how do you see this playing out? From what I heard today, Sam, um I, I don't think that Trump could win in 2024. I think DeSantis or whoever, whatever, however you pronounce his name, if I'm saying it wrong, I think that he could beat Trump. People ain't going to... People are. You just won't have as many radical, far-right-winging people on the Trump side this time. So... Biden would probably win the election again and DeSantis would probably win the Republican nomination. However, when Trump is going through this process, it is going to at the very least delay the cases, which of course he wants to do. Uh, That's what rich people do. They delay court cases until you ain't got enough money to fight it no more. They give up. So yeah, he's just doing this to delay the inevitable as far as his court cases. Why he ain't in jail? He rich. I mean, that's the, the 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 simplest answer for it. But I want to keep an eye on it. I appreciate the political question, Sam. We got another one in the political bag. Big Jeff dropped one for the political bag. He says, what would a political system with more than two parties look like, Spike Lou, since you said we need more than Democrats and Republicans? Good question, Big Jeff. I don't think it has to be more than two. We just got to learn how to get what we want. Whether it come from, I think the problem is people are married to one or the other, whether it be Democrat or Republican and just not willing to be open to the other side doing something for you. I'm with voting for your needs. You got a specific issue that you vote for and one party specifically take care of that, then you pretty much know who you should vote for. I'm, I'm not mad at people that do that as a collective. I do feel like we have to learn what to ask for. We don't need another political party. We need to learn how to get what we want from the two that are currently in place. And if we can't get what we want from the two that are in place, then we can talk about having another political party and spinning our wheels over there. However, I think the more immediate action for results would be us figuring out as a collective as a voting block what we want and the tangible things that we would see from people asking for our vote putting the value on our voting block so don't really need to big jeff i'm probably walking something back that i said before in the group chat but you know what group chats are for that's what they for 
appreciate the question. All right, next. Do I got any more politics stuff? Politics, personal sports. Mm, I don't know about that one. (laughs) Here's one. Three celebrities that you would be like, oh, shit. If you had, and you would just have to approach them and say something to them. Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Killer Mike. Um. Damn. I don't know, man. I'm kind of over this approaching celebrity taking pictures thing. Not to think that I'm just too good for it, but I just. I could imagine how that feels. Motherfuckers coming up to you wanting and taking pictures all day. So I kind of, I don't know, man. Mm, I don't know about that one. I'll come back to that at some point, maybe. Shout out to my guy, Nikki Doucet, man. If you're stranded on an island, let's get into music a little bit. Stranded on an island, you can only listen to one artist for the rest of your time there. Which one would you choose? Would it be Scarface, Jay-Z, or Master P? Great question. I'm emulating somebody when I say that great question. I can't remember who it is, though. Give me Jay. Give me Jay-Z. Just because it would be more entertaining... I like more Jay-Z albums than I like Scarface albums and Master P albums. Um, Jay-Z was my favorite rapper at one point. I think overall now my favorite rapper is T.I. So if I had to pick one catalog, period, it would probably be T.I.'s. That's just the rapper that I related to the most in his prime. I, I, I feel like this is, he was the best that we had to offer from the South, so I am biased. Yeah, if I had to pick one that ain't on this list, it would be T.I. If I had to pick Scarface, Jay-Z, or Master P, I'm picking Jay-Z. Close second with Master P, though. If you could root for an NFL team outside of your Cowboys, which one would you root for? Hmm. I tell you the team I hate the most out of any professional sport is the Philadelphia Eagles. I'll tell you that much. So that's the one team that regardless of anything, if I like the Cowboys or not, just just because Eagles fans are so annoying. Like they just, they, it's just, all of them, every Eagles fan I've ever met is annoying about sports. It's just something just about just, ugh. Anyway. If I could root for somebody outside of the Cowboys, I, I want to. Hmm, man. I was gonna say the Titans, but I really don't even fuck with the Titans like it. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like I ain't just no Titans dude. Um, that's how that's how deep the Cowboys run with me though. Like I ain't even never since I started watching football consider rooting for nobody else nigga. it's been the cowboys or like nothing i ain't even never had a second team close to a second team or nothing so it's really hard for me to answer who i would root for if it wasn't the cowboys 
like I would just probably root for players or something, man. Like Lamar Jackson would probably just be my guy. Um, Kyler would be my guy. I fuck with Kyler Murray. I would probably just have players, man. I couldn't see me rooting for nobody else other than the Cowboys. I just couldn't see it, man. I just couldn't see it. Here's one that says, would you rather be a billionaire in Tennessee or a millionaire in Atlanta? I'd be a billionaire in the woods in Tennessee. Nigga, I live in Chattanooga with a billion dollars. It's close enough to Atlanta and Nashville that I could take my jet if I'm a billionaire. So be there in 30 minutes. So yeah, if I'm a, got a billion dollars, me and Nick were talking about this. There's a stem to this question. If you had a billion dollars, would you just live pretty much anywhere? And I don't know. Would you be the Waltons, a billionaire in Arkansas versus a millionaire in New York? That's the question. Spike Lou, one of these series has to go. The Sopranos, The Wire, Game of Thrones. Damn. It's got to be The Wire. And it's close because of the last season, man. There's not a season of The Sopranos that I didn't enjoy. Some of them were better than others, of course, but I enjoy all of them. So I got to ride with that one. And Game of Thrones is my shit until that last season. I don't know, man. But the story of Game of Thrones is better. I would have to get the wire out of there. I would care. That's that's probably anti-black of me, but I would have to to remove the wire if I had to pick between The Sopranos, The Wire, and Game of Thrones. All right, shout out to my guy, Sean Walsh, man. He was tapped in on the live earlier before I cut that off, got that up out of here. It says, who are some people that influenced you growing up? This is an interesting question right here. Now, I grew up around, I didn't grow up with my my dad, as most people listening to this podcast. As most people listening to this podcast know that and know, you know some of the stories that we've shared on another week in the books. So one would be my mom, just from lack of male influences to be around. Like speaking to all the podcast work that I do and Mo and I have talked about this is just go, 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 go as far as being my attitude and, and being a hard worker. I picked that up from my mom. 100% watching her work two jobs most of my life seeing her get up go every day that was probably my biggest influence just for my approach to things now when you're talking about influences since there wasn't a lot of older male figures my friends my friends were heavy influences on me and I assume that we are, were all on each other because m- none of us really grew up w- with our dads around or anything like that. So we really leaned on each other for the things that we had to learn as, as men, as males. And where we from in Nashville, man, people was getting to it. People were hustlers. So it was always people that were hustling, that had things, cars, clothes. I speak of people two, three years older than me being influences because we was outside. Like all of us were outside together figuring shit out. They were in my age group And you know You would see them How they approach things And shit They would take how we approach things And apply it It's just I didn't realize How Taboo Some of the shit That we <laughs> Got to And 
just our lifestyle as far as just being outside and off off the porch or whatever you want to call it at such young ages and now sharing some of those stories with people and they be looking like damn y'all actually like yeah that's we just that's how it was that's just where we was from how we lived so i say that to say not that it was like fucking boys in the hood or anything like that however i do understand it's different and that different lifestyle has been a heavy influence as to what i want to grow into be as far as just how i carry myself now like just hmm, just the people and the surroundings that was those were the heavily heavy influences as well outside of the family um friends just neighborhood things of that nature hope that answered it watch i had a better answer for that too but the recording stopped in a moment of transparency so i had to go back and i can't really remember everything that i said so we'll tap back into that at some point too but shout out to watch man appreciate the question next it says looking back on when you started pod what's something that you would do differently today i would spread my wings more now i work with the dead end guy and shout out to all the good people over there that i get to work with and sharpen my sword with work with chris and we do on deck work with mo doing another week in the books i would have done that a lot earlier just diving into different topics trying to get more exposure really taking seriously being good being a good orator being able to talk have conversations keep people engaged entertained intrigued like i'm going with 30 something minutes now dolo just read questions hopefully you're entertained and haven't cut this off so just taking it as a craft earlier and just expanding my palate and doing more things earlier at an earlier date that's what i would have changed i would have gotten into a lot more topics as a podcaster earlier shout out my guy j ho shout out the full sport press podcast all the good guys over there cameraman dp lock big jeff and anybody and wheezy and, and wheezy i say that to say here's a question from my guy j ho he says should Dion leave and go to a power five school or should he stay at hbcus and be this generation zay robs man that's tricky that is tricky because i don't think Dion never really been clear about what he what his overall goals intent is so important because if he's telling me that i want to raise the profile of hbcus and I want to make sure that HBCUs get the recognition that they deserve. Then you stay at Jackson State. And you do the Eddie Robinson 2.0. You're Dion. You're going to get way more attention than that. And you build from there. If it's not about that, which is fine. Because it don't have to be about that. It's cool to be an ambitious person. And want your career to be, you know, go to the heights that you want it to go to. So, if he's using this to go to a power five school and be a coach at Auburn to be the coach at Georgia tech, just two of the rumors that I've heard, then it's fine. It's fine. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. Even in the short stint that Dion has played to date and what he's done for HBCUs has been awesome. So I 
the benefit from that just has been amazing so far so if he wants to say great i'd love to see it but also if he wants to take the Deion sanders road show to a power five conference i love to see that too so i'm good with both ways here's a tricky subject while we're talking about sports it says why do you think excuse me what do you think about how the Kyrie situation was handled that you and most spoke on and is Jalen Brown doing the right thing by being so vocal about it I gotta be careful here <laughs> no I mean I don't think that the Kyrie situation was handled well by black media that's my biggest gripe I don't I ain't one of those people that's offended that Kyrie at how smart he may think he is or how smart he isn't. I'm not offended by his beliefs at all because I don't really take what Kyrie Irving says as law. Like he's a basketball player. And I understand that he does have influence over people and people look to him. Some people may look to him for things that he was talking about. And that's fine if they want to. But when you get the Shaqs and the Barclays and Shannon Sharps, they start just piling on and, oh, how stupid is he? And why does he think he's so smart? That's what I would have a problem with. Because it's understandable that the other side is piling on because of what they're blaming him of. But when I see a nigga like Barkley on TNT piling on for no obvious, like, there's no reason. Like, you don't have to pile on. You can say he made a bad decision. We can keep it moving. You don't have to be outspoken about this. And now when I see Shaq calling him names and dumb, when I see the response that black media had to it, that's what really turns me off of. That's what I didn't like. That's what I didn't like. That in addition to the long laundry list of stuff that they felt like he had to do to get reinstated, quote unquote. So, yeah, I feel like that he was, Kyrie was being made an example of. I feel like that there were people in black media who would just had their pom-poms out and they were rooting that bullshit on. I didn't like that. And I'm separating that from the statements. I'm separating that from whatever he did or didn't say. I'm separating that from the treatment of him just as a athlete, as a black man learning. As he stated in the responses, I'm 30 years old. I'm trying to learn is what he said. So I, I, I feel like that he was definitely handled with no little to no care by people in the black media who should be looking out for him Jalen Brown doing the right thing by speaking out yes absolutely Jalen Brown is a smart young brother he's articulated leaders of the player president of the players association or vice president I want to say I like what he's coming out and saying I like the people who've come out and spoken against all the hoops that Kyrie has had to jump through to get back reinstated so I fuck with Jalen Brown. I think that he always is on the right side with his opinion of what he has to say. Some light before we get out of here, man. It says, do you blame your OGs, people that you grew up around, for not advising you to invest in your neighborhood when you were younger? Um, That was a blind leading the line. I don't think they knew either. One of the best things that I picked up older... Just, one of the best things that I picked up since I've been old is it's not what we were ignorant of. It wasn't malice. Like nobody told us not to do anything. Cause most of the motherfuckers and the shit that we find out about now, they didn't know the people that was raising us. The people that was around, they didn't have no clue. 
and that ain't to no fault of their own they was busy working busy getting it trying to get it so they really didn't have too much to speak from as far as knowledge so i don't really blame them for it all right man i think that is enough i think that is enough we're about 45 minutes in 40 minutes in you ain't gonna have none of the neat music that mo usually does or anything like that you're just gonna get 40 minutes of straight raw me reading questions man shout out to everybody who submitted some questions submit your questions for the next mailbag show at awitb2022 at gmail.com i am spike lou catch me every wednesday on the on deck tv show every friday at another week in the books on tuesdays and wednesdays also with dead end sports and frames per second man a lot of work being done building this brand for the podcasting i'm out man appreciate you joining us rate subscribe and like the podcast and keep this thing rolling peace